Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic is the gospel in the Old Testament scriptures. Have you ever thought about presenting the good news of Jesus Christ through the prophecies of the First Testament? That's what Jesus did. In fact, on the day of his resurrection, when he met with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, and later that same evening or night when he met with the disciples in the room where they were locked away for fear of the Jews, Jesus began to explain to them the good news of the gospel, the good news about himself as the Messiah and what the Messiah accomplished through the words of the Old Testament, as we call it. It's really the First Testament, the Torah, It's the Hebrew scriptures composing of the law and the Psalms or writings and the prophecies. And the Lord Jesus began with that himself. Listen to his words recorded for us in Luke chapter 24. It says, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. That's Luke 24, verse 44. Then he, that is Jesus, opened their minds to understand the scriptures. What scriptures? Well, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, and the writings. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that Christ, or the Messiah, should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of the Father, my Father, upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. That's Jesus' word to the disciples in the upper room, shall we say, in the evening after his resurrection from the dead. So he says that the good news of the gospel is found in the writings. Do you know how to present the gospel in the writings? Now you think, well, you know, I have John 3, 16. I can just begin there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Well, that, that's well and good. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus did not begin there. Though Jesus had spoken those words to Nicodemus during the days of his ministry, but he went on to explain what he was talking about by reference to the Old Testament, as we say it, to the law, to the book of Numbers, I believe it is. Listen to John chapter 3 and verse 16. Actually, before verse 16, before he says these words, this is what Jesus said. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. He's referring to that incident in the wilderness where the children of Israel had grumbled against the Lord. And at this particular instance, there was serpents, that is snakes that were sent as a punishment from the Lord to wake them up to their situation. And they cried out for relief. And God told Moses to put a snake on a pole and put it up and let them look at that that brass, I believe it was brass or bronze statue of a snake. And if they looked and lived, their bites would be healed 
the poison would not affect him. And so they looked and they lived. That was a context in which Jesus said these famous words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world, that is the people, the humans that constitute human societies, that people individually might be saved through him and then coming to faith in him might form a new community, the new covenant community, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus came into the world. He came into the world in fulfillment of the prophecies of old. My challenge to you, my challenge to myself, is to present the gospel in the words of the writings of the First Testament, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. If you don't know how to do that, that's an assignment you should take upon yourself to find out how you can present Christ in the scriptures that came before the New Testament. You know, when the New Testament writers say that we should study the scriptures, it's talking about the scriptures of what we call the Old Testament. Because the New Testament was in the process of being written. That's why these words are there for us. They come from the pen of the Apostle Paul. But when the early disciples were preaching the gospel, they didn't have the writings that they were producing yet. They were not yet shared among the churches. That took several years before that began to happen. But they could present the gospel. They presented it just like Jesus did. They explained what Christ had done, who Jesus was, and the meaning of his death, burial, and resurrection in light of the scriptures of old. That's what we also need to do that this is an important part of our gospel presentation is made very clear to us. If we look at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we read, Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs." Then the writer of Hebrews, beginning at that point, explains who Jesus is, that he's the one who's greater than the angels. He's the one who's greater than Moses. He's the one who's greater than the Sabbath. He's the one who's greater than the high priest of old. He's the one who's greater than the sacrifices. He is greater than the priesthood, the sacrifices, the laws, the ordinances of the old covenant. They all pointed to him. They are the shadow. He is the substance. So we have an example in the book of Hebrews of proving Jesus is the Christ and the good news of the gospel is in him by means of the writings of old. That's what the early apostles did also. If you read in the book of Acts, we'll discover that what they did, beginning at Acts chapter 2, what did they do? Well, they began to proclaim Christ where? 
in the writings of the prophets, in the writings of Moses, and in the Psalms. They explain the meaning of who he is and what he accomplished in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And Paul, in his summary of the gospel given to us in his opening verses of Romans, says the following, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of the good news of God, which he promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who is descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have grace. This is the gospel. Share the gospel of Jesus in the early writings of the scriptures. You see, Jesus is not a late invention. The gospel is not an afterthought. The gospel did not just arrive when Jesus was born in Bethlehem or when he came to the Jordan to be baptized or when he hung on the cross. The good news of Christ began way back in the garden where God made a promise. He said it to the devil, by the way, to Satan, to the serpent. In the hearing of Adam and Eve, so that they would know that judgment would come upon him. But he did it. And then he sacrificed an animal and clothed them with the skin of an animal. He covered their sin. It was all symbolic. It was just a shadow but he begins to foretell what would happen in time and space history when Jesus made his appearance and when he, in our stead, died, was buried, and rose on the third day. This is the substance of the gospel of God's grace. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time... Learn the gospel in the prophets.